Hello and welcome to the Intentional Soul, the home for the highly functioning spiritual types out in the world. It is here that we look at the world and ourselves through the lens of higher consciousness, connecting deeply to who and what we really are. Now, my name is Tom Ross, spiritual teacher, healer, spiritual nonconformist, and I am your host for these conversations. On the Intentional Soul, we hear not only from me, but from people who are living intentionally, openly, and authentically in their world. We'll hear their stories of personal transformation while sharing best practices and tactics to help you get the most out of this game called life. Now, nothing is off limits as we seek to expand ourselves and our awareness and live, ultimately, our most authentic lives. Let's dive in. All right, with me today is my good friend, Renee Cermak. Renee literally both wrote the book on self-esteem. Uh, Renee is a self-development expert, and I don't use that uh, lightly. She's an author who's taught thousands of people how to create abundance, wealth, better relationships, balance in their lives. Basically, people in Renee's orbit gain confidence. They increase their productivity and ultimately discover they're more creative than they ever gave themselves credit for. They get direction and focus. Renee is the VP of enrollment with PSI Seminars, which is one of the oldest personal development companies in the nation at 50 years. And moreover, she's a woman of the highest integrity who sees and holds people the best in themselves. And she's my friend. So welcome to the Intentional Soul, Renee. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm stoked. This has been a long time coming. We've got a, a variety of directions we can go. And uh, let's just Let's just start with uh, just an easy one. That would give us give us a little bit about who you are and uh, and your background. Well, for the last twenty five years, I've been working with a personal growth company uh, called PSI Seminars. So I've been coaching people, facilitating seminars. Through everything I've learned, I was compelled to write a book on self esteem called "How to Be Your Biggest Fan." Um, I'm a woman on a mission when it comes to uh, three things, uh, supporting people in increasing their self-esteem, wealth building, and uh, tithing money. So those are my three favorite subjects. That's amazing. So 25 years working for a personal growth company. Now, a lot of people, a lot of our uh, listeners may not be aware is is it is it like a class you do one time then you work at the you work at the company uh, and you're facilitating the, the same class or is personal growth more of a dynamic process and when you're in it are you still doing the work like what is it what's that like well personal growth is uh you know it's kind of like a, a vague subject out there so it does uh, require kind of bringing it into uh, what is it and why would I do it? But the whole point of personal growth is, you know, that again, another vague, subtle point out there of of um, living to your full potential. Like if you're interested in really living to your full potential, you would do personal growth. If you're interested in bringing the biggest, best version of you to the party, then you would be uh, interested in personal growth. And personal growth is really about knowing yourself, like taking a deep dive into who you are, uh, what you're about, uh, what is important to you and what you want to do with your time uh, on this planet. Awesome. So, and is it something that, that you working for the company, like, are you steeped in it and you're still in the process of asking those questions? Oh, yes. Uh, well, personal growth is kind of uh, a lifestyle. It's not, you know, kind ah. of like bathing. You have to do it quite often, you know, <laughs> for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I'm not able to teach personal growth. I'm not able to facilitate uh, personal growth seminars without doing the work, without leading by example um, and without being in integrity. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's ongoing. I love the, uh, the bathing analogy. I'm going to, I'm going to borrow it and tweak it. I'm going to be like, I think that was Zig Ziglar, a quote that I saw somewhere along the way. I was like, that's really good. It's Uh, fantastic. This isn't isn't one weekend. This isn't a seven day class. This is for the rest of your life. And uh, similar to, you know, changing your diet, you know, for the rest of your life. So personal growth is a lifestyle. I found it richly rewarding, um, and uh, and I imagine that anybody who's interested in listening to a podcast called The Intentional Soul is also open to the idea of personal growth. If you look at your life on par, if you if you for the who you are in the space now, twenty five years having written a book, um, which is an incredible book by the way, how, uh, how to be your biggest fan. 
Um, if you look at your life on par, is what you're doing right now like different than what you would have imagined, or is it pretty? Is pretty much what you figured how your life was going to go? Oh no! I mean, when I took my first personal growth seminar, I was 27 years old. I was a cocktail waitress, so that was not at all how I thought my life was supposed to go um, at 27 years old. And so then from there to here, you know, when I think at 27 years old, I was a cocktail waitress. And today I facilitate personal growth seminars and teach wealth building classes. It's really quite extraordinary because it seems night and day to me. And the only thing that happened is I changed uh, some beliefs up here about me and uh, what was possible in me and my future. Uh, but way, way, way back when, when I went to uh, University of Delaware, you know, from 18 to 21 years old, I was pre-med. I was supposed to go to medical school. So where wow. I am today in uh, teaching uh, personal growth seminars and having written a book on self-esteem, I would never, ever have predicted any of that. Why did, uh, why the deviation from medical school? You just decided, hey, this is not for me. And then, and then did you have to be, I mean, was it flexibility or a certain degree of courage to not follow through on that? Because it's a med school, a med school track's a big deal and a heavy commitment. Yeah. Well, I realized that I was probably headed to medical school uh, in order to make my father proud. There was some high expectations. Uh, in my family. And so I actually worked it all out so that I could graduate six months early so that I could uh, travel around Europe before heading back to school again. And in the interim, my dad passed away suddenly and it had me do some serious thinking about what I was doing and what I was doing it for. Mm. Uh, and so then, you know, I ended up uh, a couple months later moving to the Virgin Islands and wanting to be a beach bum for a couple months. And then that, that is, those couple months strung together. Is that what I'm understanding? Uh, well, those couple months, those, you know, it's like going to be a little, little vacation ended up being three and a half years. Got it. Got it. Got it. Personal growth. So I was, uh, I was coaching um, a personal development game uh, through PSI seminars, uh, you know, with you earlier in the, earlier in the year. And I recall, I was having a conversation with somebody and the words came out of my mouth that nothing has the ability to turn someone into just like a blithering idiot than trying to describe a personal uh, growth class, you know, and the value they created about that. What is it about growth that you think causes people to feel a certain way or not? I'm not going to say everybody because there's some people who are very clear, very articulate. I was not one of these people. I was one of the blithering idiots for years and years and years. What is it about personal growth that you think uh, can be tricky for people to be open to or even describe uh, to, to another human being? Uh, it took me several years to be able to come up with the words to even be uh, remotely co coherent about what, what personal growth is. I mean, I used to just say things like, you got to go. It's so fantastic. However, having the words to describe it not so easy. It's kind of like, like even self-esteem, you know, it's really hard to explain. We know having high self-esteem is good, low self-esteem, not so good. Yet we don't think about it uh, much more than that. I mean, we, we know that uh, it's kind of like, you know, gravity and electricity. Like we know that it exists. We know that, that it, what it does in our life, yet it's kind of uh, over there. And so personal growth. Again, the way that I describe it to people is if you're interested in bringing the biggest, best version of you to the party, if you're interested to knowing like why you do the things that you do, you know, what lights you up, what holds you back, why you have great results over here, not so great results over here, why you, you know, rub, why like just, I'm fascinated, like personal growth allows you to become fascinated with yourself. And if there's one person to be fascinated with, it is you because you're stuck with you and your beliefs and your, and your self-esteem and meaning you're not able to detach from any of that. So the more you know about you, the more I think of a great time you can have while you're on this planet, the more you're able to be able to work with yourself versus um, against yourself. And so to every, in personal growth, every question you've ever asked about why this, why now, why me, why him, why her, why 
all of those things that we generally put out there as kind of like in kind of victim to circumstance because it's outside of us and in personal growth, we realize it's not them, it's me, or I'll speak for my, I realize over and over and over again, it's not them, it's me, it's not them, it's me, it's not, and that's really great news. It doesn't sound like good news at the beginning because it's it's kind of like, shoot, shoot it's not them, it's me. <laughs> However, if it was them, there's nothing I can do about them and I'd have to be victim to them uh, for, for the rest of my life. So because it's me always, meaning if there's a, a situation where I don't like the end result or what's happening, it's because I haven't figured out how I need to be to for them either to know that I care about them or for me to be able to influence be influential enough to enact change. And so um, I always go back to what is it that I can, what is it that I want and what do I need to do in order to um, create that and instead of thinking it is outside of me. And so it's like personal growth, you get to get in partnership with you. My like my favorite quote from writing the book on personal growth or, or on self-esteem from Dr. John D. Martini is I would rather have the whole world against me than me against me. And so many people, you know, start personal growth with caring about what other people think more than they care about what themselves, what they think. And I believe that that's what changes. And you get to create a relationship with yourself and a partnership with yourself that it's you and you and not necessarily against the world. But if there's a choice, you know, of me and me against the world versus me with the world against me, you know, it's going to be me and me against the world. But how do I become in partnership with me and then become in partnership uh, with the rest of the world? Yeah, I, it's it's such a tricky thing to Unless, until you've experienced it, it's such a tricky thing to imagine a world in which realizing that it's all on me and that I did it and that it's all on me is actually the most empowering idea because because there's just this impulse to push away or to resist uh, that no, it couldn't be that there are circumstances, there are things that are outside of my control, et cetera, et cetera. And there is something magical that happens in, in that process. That that was a, that was a huge thing for for me. And I think one of the tricky parts in describing it is there are a thousand things that can occur within the realm of within the realm of, of personal growth. It can be mind blowing ahas, and every human being is wholly different in like what they're bringing in there. There are certain things that go on, but everybody, every human being is wholly different in what they're bringing in, and their aha might be your no shit. And your aha might be there, there, you know, like there, no shit. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, and this thing for me is the most amazing thing. And then, and then they're like, I don't even understand what the hell you're talking about. The thing that, uh, the quality that I had is, it's, it's like, I made sense. Like the puzzle piece fit. Like when I started going into personal growth and I started learning about myself, the most liberating thing for me, and I'll speak freely for, you know, to, to everybody about this is, is when you realize that essentially you're just a collection of pre-programmed responses. Press this button, get that response. Press this button, get this response. And like once you realize that you're just a not essentially of, of pre-programmed stimulus response reactions, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm not fucking, I'm not crazy. It's like how I'm wired. Now, great, what do I want to do with the information? You get to start creating something different than just this wrote press button get result kind of relationship with yourself and um you know that that was for me and that's not you know other people may have other things that are more empowering but there's something for everybody in this work for sure well for sure you know similar to the whole press button this reaction it's like you know when you get a new computer you you learn how to use it you learn how what like what button and what happens you know you get a yeah. new car you learn how to use it like this would be a why we, you would do personal growth is to learn how to use you um because to first figure out what buttons lead to what um and then through personal growth now you have control over like it's no longer automatic because you're able to change the process of what happens like there's so i started doing a new presentation on personal growth called life hacks and all the life hacks that you get um, from doing personal growth. And it's it's really great. I mean, one of them is the ability to enroll yourself 
when needed, uh, because, you know, that for the next 30 years or however long you're going to be here, there are several things that you're going to have to do that you don't quite feel like doing. Mm-hmm. All of us, not just me, not just you. And the better able you're able to enroll yourself to get up and get done what needs to get done. This is a high level skill that most people do not have. The other one I speak about is the ability to positively interfere uh, with yourself, with your uh, negative dialogue, with your limiting beliefs and with your BS really, because we're all full of a whole bunch of BS. And so to be able to positively interfere and get ourselves out of the way so that we can get going on what, on what we want to make happen because you know we're first our our own worth worst critic and then for most people they realize they're the biggest obstacle that's in the way of creating the life that they want so through personal growth you get to positively interfere with well first you have to become aware of what you have to positively interfere with right so learning the computer learning the buttons and now if there's a button that leads to this, because we're at 95% of the time, we are on default. 95% of the time, we are on automatic pilot. And so I always talk about, you know, there's two piles or there's two, the two wolves, the, the two wolf story. There's two wilds of evidence that you're, you're always feeding one of them. So one pile is what you're not able to do and what you're not capable of. And um, this pile, if, you know, has been, we've been putting evidence in here for years. And then we start doing personal growth and we start a new pile of what we are capable of and what we are, what we do deserve. We start putting evidence under here. And so when we go on automatic pilot, which is 95% of every day, whichever pile is bigger is the one that runs. And so personal growth is about intentionally putting a whole bunch of evidence in this pile to the point where it's bigger than this pile. So we can go back to automatic pilot because we're going to, we can go back to default as soon as this pile is the one um, that is running the show. You know, my husband says uh, his favorite saying is if you walk 12 miles into the jungle, you have to walk 12 miles out. And I believe that in the way that, If you walk 12 miles in, you have to get out, yet you don't have to walk out 12 miles. Like through personal growth, you can use a helicopter to get out (laughs) because now you've learned some things and you don't need to take as long to course correct whatever things that you've been setting up. Meaning if you've taken 10 years to create some walls in your marriage, um, they're not going to come down in three weeks. However, it certainly isn't going to take 12 years to take them down through tools and techniques and through communication. It can be a lot less time. Love it. Uh, I love, and by the way, I, I have borrowed that no fewer than 150 times in the last, <laughs> in the last 10 years from it's Fred. It's so good. Uh, the, the distance always changes for me. I'm like, yeah, you walk 150 miles into the jungle. It takes you 150 miles to get out. So <laughs> mileage may vary. However, the uh, the point is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you you dropped two terms uh, in that uh, in that beautiful um, uh, contextualization that I, I would like you to dive a little bit more into. Number one, how would you describe positive interference? And number two. You mentioned enrollment and, and how would you describe uh, like enrollment when you talk about enrolling yourself um, into into something or enrolling others? Um, well, enrollment, I define it as getting somebody to do what you want them to do for their reasons. And so every day, all day, we are enrolling ourselves. We're enrolling other people. Like, uh, in my opinion, the skill of enrollment is the number one skill to have to be as successful as you want to be because we are uh, walking billboards. We are selling ourselves every day, all day. The question is how effectively. So daily, I'm selling myself as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, as an author, as a facilitator, as a speaker. And I'm enrolling people into uh, being in a relationship with me, or I'm enrolling people into the value that I um, am able to Uh, relay to them and their people of why they would want to uh, come to my workshop or why they would come to a personal growth seminar or why they would want to read my book on self-esteem. And so all of us are selling something every day, whether it's an actual product, an actual service, 
um, or just ourselves. And so the better we're able to do that, the more people that we're going to enroll into who we are. And the, again, the value of being in relationship with us, whether that's going on dates with us, whether that is buying our products, whether that is being friends with me, whether that is being in a business you know, being business partners with me, people are making choices all day. And so we're all of us are enrolling people into who we are. And then then there's the enrolling ourselves. And so there's both. And so I believe the most important is first enrolling ourselves into, you know, like I tell I run a 90 day program. So I facilitate through PSI seminars, I facilitate facilitate a 90 day program. And the purpose of the program is to really prove to yourself that there's nothing bigger than you. And so it's for people and they intentionally and purposely put themselves in hot water in order um, to see what they're made of. And so then they set uh, these really big goals, goals that are even that make them slightly sick to their, to their stomach to even state out loud. And then they have 90 days in order to uh, figure it out. And so I tell people when they're thinking about doing this program is that you already know what to do. In general, you probably know what you need to do more of, you probably know what you need to do less of, you probably know what you need to do at a faster pace. And, And so the reason why you would do this program is to actually get done the stuff that you know you need to get done. And so what we do really well is to get you to do the things that you know that you need to do that you are unwilling to do on your own. And so you can imagine that there's a certain amount of kicking and screaming that comes with that because you know what to do. You're not doing it. And now you're coming to us in order to make you like you get a personal coach that you talk to Monday through Friday for 10 minutes to keep you accountable. And now we're here to make you do the things that you know that you need to do, the things that you even want to do because you set up goals to do the things that you want to do. And yet you haven't figured it out how to do on your own. So this is the whole value of positively interfering with yourself. So the reason you would take our 90 day program is to learn the skills of how to positively interfere with yourself so that when the program is over, you are good to go on your own free and clear to continue positively interfering with yourself because now you've done a deep dive into who you are, what you're about. And so you know yourself so well over these 90 days. And again, the best person on this planet to know really well is you so that you know how to work with you and you know the things that don't work with you and you can stop doing the things that don't work and you can continue doing the things that do work and so that you can learn how to positively interfere with yourself because again if 95% of the time we're on automatic pilot and positively interfering with your conversations meaning most of the people I ask do you talk to yourself, right? And of course, everyone goes, oh yeah, I talk to myself. And then I asked them, would you ever let anybody talk to you the way that you talk to yourself? And of course their answer is no, I would never do that. So I imagine there's a head that sits on my shoulder and it's talking to me 24 hours a day. It's like all the time. The question is, what am I saying to myself? And is it in support of me doing great things or am I cutting myself off at the knees 35 times a day? So that's what I mean by the conversation that I'm having with myself. And if it's a negative one, then I need to learn how to positively interfere and stop that conversation. I have a coach, her name is Kelly Poulis, and she is absolutely brilliant. She talks about conversation dictates action, literally. So whatever conversation you are having with yourself is now going to lead to a set of actions. So if I'm having a conversation called, there's not enough time, It can't be done. Any action is futile. Like what? I mean, that's going to lead to a whole bunch of procrastination, avoidance, and nothing is going to get done. And so clearly that would be a really good conversation to positively interfere with, or I could just watch myself avoid and procrastinate for the next seven days. And then if I'm having a conversation called, it's all possible, I can do this, I'm capable, I'm enough, there's plenty of time, that is going to lead to a different set of action steps. And so whatever conversation we are having with ourselves will dictate action, which will then create a certain set of results. And so the skill of being able to positively interfere with yourself, again, is a high level skill that I think most people on this planet do not have, which is why it can be so frustrating. And then they're like, 
why, why I know better. So why am I not? Um, because they don't have the skill of being able to, they're either not aware in the moment to be able to stop what's happening, you know, because all of us, we can experience, you know, three days later, oh, I think I could have done something different there three days later. Um, but this knowing yourself, personal growth is about getting to the point where you hear it when it's happening, mm. not three days later. So you got to work yourself up from three days later to one day later to six hours later to three hours later to 15 minutes later to the point where you're in the moment and you're like, it's happening. It's happening. I could stop it now. And sometimes my way of positively interfering is to drop down and do 25 pushups. Because I guarantee you, when I'm finished with 25 pushups, I'm having a very different conversation than prior to the pushups when I was, you know, beating myself up. You know, when I ask people, do I need to define for you what it means to beat yourself up? Or do you have a very clear picture of that? And they're like, oh, no, you don't need to explain anything. I know I have a clear, very clear picture of me beating myself up. Um, and so the more that we can interfere, you know, because beating yourself up in the whole world of self-esteem, I call that self-esteem chipping. And you can have a chip and a chip and a chip and a chip and a chip. And pretty soon you lost an arm or a relationship or a job or some part of your health. Um, so chipping away at your self-esteem is not good. Um, positively interfering, got to do. Yet then you got the whole problem of being on default and automatic pilot 95% of the time. I mean, it's a whole problem. Yeah. So, so per, so personal growth, thank you, by the way, for explaining the uh, positive interference there um, uh, and enrollment. So personal growth work might, we might call it um, almost awareness training to a certain extent, right? Because to positively interfere, I have to be, as you said, I have to be aware of the thing while it's happening versus looking at it in the rear view mirror. And so through personal growth, like you accelerate your awareness to where you can be aware of things as they're occurring uh, at the point that they're occurring and then get to choose, uh, you know, choose essentially a different, you know, different response pattern. How do you, so self-esteem and, and growth are, are uh, my hallucination is, are, are two of your, your main passions in life. And so would you talk, I want to make sure that they don't exist in this, in this, each siloed in and of itself. Would you talk about the in the uh, intersection or the overlap between these two uh, these two areas? Between personal growth and self esteem. Yeah. Okay. Because it seems to me that they feed into each other, and uh, and that the, the, they're they're they are tandem. It's not like one at the expense of other or do one and not the other. It seems like they're they kind of both feed into the same thing, but they're just they're two different. They're definitely two different things going on, but there's a connectivity. Yeah. Yes. Well, I believe here's what I personally experienced is that uh, through personal growth, um, I experienced higher self-esteem and um, it took me, I was talking about the 90 day program um, that I've been running for the last 25 years in Phoenix. And uh, it took me about 10 years to, to realize in running this program that it was a huge self-esteem program. I didn't know that it was a, it was, I knew it, it was a goal achieving program. I know it was about being part of a team. I knew it was about being bigger than limiting beliefs and, and seeing what you're made of. Um, but I didn't know all of that meant higher self-esteem. And so I watched people from day one, day one to day 90, and they walk different and they talk different and they dress different and they eat different and who they're surrounded by is different and how they hold themselves is different. What they do on Friday nights is different. Like everything changed in 90 days. And I was like, how did that happen? What, like, how does everything change in 90 days? And on day 91, they have all this evidence that there's nothing bigger than them and they are unstoppable and immovable. And they like want to go like change the world. And I'm like, what happened? And I realized what happened is they like themselves way more from day one to day 90. It's like night and day, day one, they're questioning themselves. Can I do this? Who am I? And then on day 91, they're like, I am amazing. I have so much to offer. Um, and through 90, the 90 day program of every day, every day being up against it, every day, 
you know, what happens in this 90 day program is they do a bunch of things that they've never done before. And so there's a lot of self. And so what I mean by self-esteem is how much you like yourself, how much you respect yourself, how much pride you have for yourself. And so when you do things you've never done before, there, there, there's just this pride and self-respect. Like I did that. When you do things that you're scared to do, like you're scared and you do them anyway, there's a whole bunch of self-esteem, self-respect, pride, and liking of yourself that comes from that when you achieve goals. Uh, when you do the hard things, the inconvenient and the uncomfortable things, there's not much, there's not a lot of self-esteem that comes from doing easy things because they're easy. Anybody mm-hmm. can do easy things. And so when you separate from yourself from the masses and you do things that are hard and you do things that are inconvenient and you do things that are uncomfortable, which when you set goals that are really big and then you have 90 days to figure it out, you do all of those things um, that are uncomfortable and inconvenient. And when you do that and you look back and you're like, I did that. That's amazing. I'm amazing. Check me out. And so day after day after day, the the amount that you like yourself goes up. And then I realized that that's the key to everything. And like I talk in my book about a self-esteem meter that goes from zero to 100. And it's a very different life to live. If you live your, if last speak for my, if I live my life, from a 30 on the self-esteem meter versus say an 85 on the self-esteem meter. Those are two completely different lives. And on the 30, I'm more inward focused and concerned about, you know, how I'm going to pay rent, how I'm going to eat, how I'm going to, you know, when on the 85, my head is up and I realize that there are other people in the world and um, my, living from an 85 that I'm going to have a way bigger audience. And with the audience that I have, I'm going to be more effective in rolling them and enrolling them into the importance because I'm going to have worked on, I'm going to have done research. I'm going to spend time on being more effective at public speaking versus at a 30. I'm not thinking about any of those things. I'm not thinking about making a difference. I'm certainly not doing any public speaking because my self-esteem would not allow it. Like as our self-esteem goes up that meter, more things are allowed. Like it takes a certain amount of self-esteem to tithe money, to give, to be about uh, charities, to improve your community. It takes a certain amount of self-esteem to do public speaking and self-esteem is tied directly proportional to the amount of money that you make, the amount that you save, the amount that you invest. Same thing with your health, right? With higher self-esteem, we care more about, we care about the long run. You know, like it's really easy to be focused on being happy today in the form of immediate gratification. You know, like if you want to have immediate gratification and be happy in the moment, you eat a burger and you take a nap. You know, you want to like yourself and have high self-esteem, you eat a salad and go to the gym. Right. So through personal growth, you're able to make better choices every day, all day. Like we make thousands of choices in a day. And the more you like yourself, the better choices that you're making, because the more you like yourself, the more you like everything. The more you like other people, the more you like your environment, the more you like, you know, when you don't like yourself, it's really easy again to not like other people, you know, because when you don't like you, then it's really easy to turn it there. But when you like you, it's also really to turn, it's really easy to turn that out there and reflect that. Even just going and attending, um, I'll, I'll use the, the PSI basic seminar, the three day, the three day uh, workshop, the, the first, uh, the first class that PSI offers, even just choosing to attend the basic seminar is an act of self-esteem because like, you're going to a growth class. When I go to a growth class, one of the most uncomfortable things that I that I may encounter, not everybody, some people are all in, but I may encounter is like, oh, I'm growing. Does that mean there's something wrong? No, it doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong, but like that's like that's the impulse. Oh, there's something wrong. You know, I'm resistant to change. I want everything to stay the same. Why would I go to a growth class? And when you choose to go to the basic seminar, it's literally a it's literally a vote for uh, your self esteem because that's the promise. Is that you're going to you're going to produce a result, feel, you know, like, like feel better, grow in this particular way. So um, what about flexibility? You know, let's talk about growth and, and the, the increase in flexibility that people 
when they choose to engage in growth work come out with? And then how does that pay dividends have you seen uh, in the, the lives of people who are, you know, who kind of come out of this? You can either have great relationships or you can be right. That's uh, another quote by Mr. Tim O'Kelly, another favorite of mine. Uh, there's a lot of people out there more committed to being right than having great anything, whether it's great relationships or great uh, a great business. One of my favorite, uh, and this is another really life hack that comes from um, personal growth, is that you figure out how to give up your way. See, your way, we all, we all have our way. We have a one way of doing everything, and it's very limiting uh, for us in experiencing the life that we want because we're very committed to our one way. We think everybody should do it our way because we think our way is the best way or the fastest way or more the, or the most effective way. And through personal growth, you realize it is not uh, your one way is not any of those things. Your one way is in the way of seeing 999 better ways. And I think that's what you mean about flexibility is that people come into personal growth very rigid about it has to be this way. And then they recognize it doesn't have to be my way. It doesn't have to be his way. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be. Uh, and they learn how to get committed to the end result. Instead of the way, instead of the mechanism, they get their intention clear and they're committed to the end result of what they want to create. And when they're committed to the end result and they're willing to give up their way and they're willing to give up being right about their way and they're willing to give up being positioned about their way um, and they're willing to surrender their need to be right about doing it their way, now what's available is to be committed to the end result. Like five-year-olds are amazing at this, right? Five-year-old, they want to get the cookie, 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 get the cookie. They don't care about how they get the cookie. They just want to get the cookie. Like they are committed to the end result. And therefore they're open to any and all ways of getting the cookie and they use any and all ways to get the cookie. And so that's the same through personal growth is that, again, we have a one way of doing everything. When we get committed to the end result, we're now open to 999 better ways than our one way. And I will ask people, if you are in your extraordinary future right now, you're living it, assuming legal, moral, and ethical, always assuming legal, moral, and ethical. <laughs> if we are in your extraordinary future right now and you are living it, do you care how you got there? Whether it was my way, your way, his way, the highway, and they all shake nope. their head, Tom, and they go, no, Renee, I do not care how I get there as long as I get there. And then I share with them the bad news that if we were right now currently to take a deep dive into their life, that would not be the case. In fact, I could come <laughs> up with at least a hundred different examples of where they are very committed to doing it their way, where they are very rigid about doing it their way, where they are unwilling to do it any other way. And then they wonder why they're unhappy or they wonder why their relationship is stale or stagnant or not growing or their business is not growing because they're stuck on their one way. And personal growth is brilliant at getting people unstuck, um, getting people unrigid. Is that a word? <laughs> Less <rigid>. Yeah, <laughs> sure. We'll, we'll use it. So. <laughs> it's so good because us left on our own, not so bright, not so great. Like we get stuck and we get stuck in having it to be our way. And we don't even recognize that our way is not so great, but it's like, how could it be so great? Because, you know, the majority of our belief system, 95% of it is set up by the time we're 18 years old. And then all of us go out at 18 years old to be right about our belief system. And none of us are right about our belief system because we've only experienced this much of the world by the time we're 18. I mean, the, the world is gigantic. And by the time we're 18, we experience this much and yep. now we have a belief about us, about the future, about other people, about time, about money, about passion, about love, about trust, you name it. We got a belief about it from our limited, tiny experience of what is available everywhere. And then we all go out to be right about it. None of us are right. So we're rubbing up against each other, you know, upsetting each other in our belief systems that aren't in alignment. And so the greatest thing, like, in, so when you do personal growth, you get to open up your belief system to see what's actually there. Cause most of us have no idea. Um, because, you know, I say 95 is per 
95% set up by 18. Well, 80% set up by the time we're nine. I mean, yep. so that means it's like, think about when you were nine and the majority you were creating at that time, the majority of your belief system. So like what was happening? Who was around? What could you as a nine-year-old have decided about you, about time, about money, about love, about relationships, about everything, because you decided things and like the nine-year-old and you decided something about you and money. And it's quite likely that you're still playing it out today. The nine-year-old and you decided something about you and relationships, about whether to be all in or whether to be guarded or whether to do this or do that. And you're still playing it out today. The nine-year-old and you decided something about you and your physical body, and it's still showing up today. Like, that's crazy. And the nine-year-old and you did, did the best they could. Why wouldn't they? However, they were nine, Um, And I'm thinking that the 20, 30, 40, 50 year old you is way better equipped to design a belief system and an operating system uh, that is going to create the life that you want to create and the one that you deserve versus the one that got decided at nine years old. And now we're simply, if we never do any personal growth, then we're simply just playing it out what was decided. Yeah. It's almost like you don't get the, you don't get the owner's manual until you are late enough, late enough. God bless them. Everybody who's getting it in their, in their twenties, you know, in their teens, I didn't get mine until my thirties, you know, that, that owner's manual comes at some point for people that are interested in having a different experience of of life. And, and really, and really, like you said, the very beginning, bringing your best, uh, you know, into, uh, none of us would, you know, intentionally, uh, walk this earth doing ineffective things. And yet all of us, are walking this earth doing ineffective things in in the not knowing because there's things that we know that we know there's things we know that we don't know there's things that uh, we don't know that we know but there's a bazillion things that we don't know that we don't know and that's the whole purpose of doing personal growth just because you don't know that you don't know doesn't mean they're not all present running the show in the form of your results and so you know, why would you do personal growth? Because if you don't figure out what you don't, if you don't figure out what you don't know, it's still running the show regardless. Yeah. And, and uh, I want to, your one way of, of doing things, I want to just put a little tiny little example on that. You know, it, anyone listening to this has one way they brush their teeth, has one way that they take a shower, is one way, like all of these things. And those seems like a very trivial matter. However, like the way a human animal is designed, it's like, what works? Get me there. Cool. It's done. Now it's on autopilot. And it's yes. like that. In it's brilliant. Every- that is brilliant. How it's brilliant so is that? Thank God we're set up like that. It'd be way too much to think about, right? You'd never be able to get a bet out of bed. If you didn't have to think about getting, if you had to think about getting out of bed and how to dress and how to shout, you'd never, you'd still be in bed attempting to figure it all out, but we do it so often. And then we put it over there and on automatic pilot. So there's a lot of really great things to put on automatic pilot, like taking a shower, how to tie your shoes, putting on your pants. Those are all great things to stick on automatic pilot and never think about again. Relationships, not so great to put on. Parenting, Parenting, not so great to put on autopilot. What to do with your money, you know, all kinds of stuff. If, if you were going to direct somebody on building self-esteem, starting, you know, like someone listening to this is in a position where it's like self-esteem is the issue. They know self-esteem is the issue. What would be, what would be your, like your first five things essentially to, to take on for somebody to, to really just start moving the needle on self-esteem in their life? Mm, well, um, there's things that we do daily that when we do them, we like ourselves, I call them self-esteem boosters. There's things that we, when we do daily, we don't like ourselves. I call them self-esteem chippers. Um, so, uh, one of the things I recommend is that you make a list of 30 of each. So 30 things, when you do them, you like yourself, like maybe it's when you exercise, maybe it's when you drink your, uh, allotted water, take your supplements. Maybe it's when you uh, do somebody a favor, <clears throat> 30 things that when you do them, you feel pride, um, you have self-respect or you like yourself. And then 30 things on the opposite with that. When you do them, you do not like yourself. When you do them, you beat yourself up, you experience shame or guilt. 
And then the idea is if you do more of the things uh, that increase your self-esteem and do less of the things that decrease your self-esteem, obviously this is not rocket science, um, but the other thing that I recommend is that you uh, plan it into your schedule. So the same way, like in wealth, in, in wealth building, you pay yourself 10% first. In self-esteem, I'm talking about paying your, yourself 10% in the form of time doing self-esteem activities. So before, when you open your calendar, before you schedule work and um, other things that you schedule your self-esteem boosting activities. Again, whether that might be um, <clears throat> that might be exercise, that might be going to you know concerts or museums, that might be going out on date night, you know, dating your significant other, or even going out on dates with your kids. Again, whatever is on your list of thirty things, that those go in the calendar before anything and everything else. You know, a lot of people like doing community service projects and and getting dirty and making a difference for a charity or a cause. Um, and so instead of waiting for somebody to invite you to something like that, that you find them and that you put them um, in your schedule um, often. Uh, and so uh, that's the first thing that I would do. And, and the, the thing with self-esteem is that you can start today. And the key is, uh, you know, in the foot, the same way that you're old, we are just walking habits from the moment we get up to the moment we go to bed. Uh, we are walking habits and some of those habits are effective and some of them are not so effective. And so it all starts, though, with day one. And once you get going, um, it's important to keep going because I don't know if you've ever had a streak and you didn't want to break your streak. Um, but that can support you with discipline that can support you uh, with self-esteem as well. Awesome. And so with all the, let's say all the success that you've had, um, what's the biggest challenge that you still come up against all the training, let's say all your training, everything, you know, like, like where do you still uh, still have work that you find yourself doing? Well, the struggle is real. You know, it's not, um, there are difficult times and everything is changing and fluid and, you know, there's an ebb and a flow and the, you know, the not so great stuff leads to the great stuff, uh, which means that there's lots of not so great stuff. You know, it's like, I once heard a speaker say that 10% in life is the really great moments and another 10% is the really horrible stuff. And then the 80% left is the, is the, um, the 80% left kind of what I call the daily grind. And so instead of, you know, oftentimes we're trying to get out of the daily grind, um, instead of realizing that we spend our, the majority of our life there. So perhaps maybe we should embrace the daily grind and maybe figure out how to bring passion to the daily grind, the everyday, just things, days like today. And so I, you know, the whole enrollment, the whole discipline part, you know, like all great things require, you know, discipline. And so there are times that I get a little looser on my discipline, you know, and I'll notice though, my self-esteem is in direct relation to oftentimes where my discipline is because the whole positively interfering in order to get you to do the things that you don't necessarily feel like doing right. So there can be some slippage going back to um, some negative behaviors or some not so great um, habits. And so what I find um, is I'm always looking for different ways in order to stay on top of all of that. Um, and, and I mean, I always have the, the really great reasons to stay on top. The why is always there. However, day after day after day after day after day can sometimes um, be difficult. Cool. And do we have time for one more question? Mm -hmm. All right. So if you're going to share something with someone uh, who would be listening and maybe they want to take a risk, they're scared, maybe they want to step into more of who and what they, uh, who and what they are, what they feel called to, to do, but they're afraid, uh, what would you share with someone like that? Well, first, you know, the best time to plant a tree is always 20 years ago. The next best time is today. So there's nothing like today, especially if there's a lot of beating yourself up, like end the beat up, um, take some form of action today, because then not only 
Do you feel not only are you stopping the beat up supporting your self-esteem, but now you're taking action and that tends to um, support the self-esteem and going up as well. And if you're scared, um, don't let that stop you. I'm I'm scared. Even after 27 years of, excuse me, 25 years of personal growth, I'm still scared about doing anything. And I the 90-day program I, I told you about, um, I invite people, you're scared, I'm scared, let's be scared together for 90 days and get something done. And so maybe the fear doesn't necessarily um, go away. Your relationship with fear um, can absolutely be changed where you can use fear as an ally. You can know that fear means something good is happening, right? Because there's cells that are alive. And if you're scared, one of the things that I recommend is that you do a great job in surrounding yourself with support, that you do a great job in surrounding with yourself with people that are accountable, people that are doing personal growth um, and people that will make it not so bad. Like you're scared. I'm scared. Let's do it together. And then pretty soon we're on the other side of it, both of us with big old smiles on our faces with a lot of pride that we didn't allow that to be bigger than us. And then it's like, if that wasn't bigger than us, then maybe this isn't. And then we go do that. And then if that wasn't, then this, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then pretty soon you have a habit of let's find out all the things that are not um, bigger than us. And just that you're not alone. Like we all have a whole set of limiting beliefs and we all created those limiting beliefs in order to survive, in order to protect ourselves. Um, and the great news is that we've survived. If we're still around, we have survived. And maybe we no longer need to be protected and need to hold back and need to we no longer need the limiting beliefs. And maybe it's about time that we thought about thriving and it just takes, you know, one, one step and one action step and one day, and then start there and see what happens. Love it. And I'll say the other thing also, which is go take the PSI basic seminar. Uh, if you're someone who's in that position, longing to take a risk and be more of who you are uh, and you're experiencing uh, some kind of fear, because there is, no greater accelerator into your own life than doing this type of uh, this type of growth work. Renee, thank you so so very much for joining us here today. Um, how can people uh, reach out? Um, they can reach out. They can go to psiseminars.com. Um, we have many uh, on our website. We offer the three day class in many different cities. We also have an online uh, class. And you're welcome to reach out to me. At, my email is Renee at PSISeminars.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, well, I think we scratched the surface on a few different a few different topics and look forward to continuing the conversation. Love to have you back on uh, at some point down the road. Thank you. I look forward to it too. All right. This has been another episode of the Intentional Soul Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Remember to leave a five-star review if you found this content of value. And as always, I'm your host, Tom Ross, Master Practitioner of the Advanced Rapid Enlightenment Process and Rapid Enlightenment Process developed by Matthew Ferry. You can reach me at Tom at TomRossTalks.com and the website to engage and be a part of any classes, trainings, or sessions I have going on is www.TomRossTalks.com. Until next time, peace. Peace.